Welcome back to C3 Podcast. Before carrying on forth, if or if you're just wanting to hear my advice tips in regards to preventing relapse, I highly suggest you listen to my relapse episodes. Like I've mentioned in my Recovery Onion Effect episode, there are just so many layers when it comes to recovery. Doesn't matter what is the issue that you're dealing with. There are always going to be layers that God wants to heal you through and heal you from as you continue to peel at the layers and get to the inner core wound of it all. I was reading from 1 John I think it was a Holy Spirit thing to even find this um, particular verse just because it hits me um, so deeply. But even I know that there is no perfect Christian. And anytime someone says like, I'm perfect because I am redeemed by God. And it's like, no, you're wrong. You need to go back and read the Bible and... Um, realize that we are rags compared to his glory. So we will only be thoroughly renewed and perfected when we are reunited with our Savior in heaven. In 1 John 1, 8-9, it states, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Even when I first accepted the Lord into my life and have begun my journey with Christ, I knew I would never be completely redeemed from any hurts or trauma that I've endured all of my life so far. But it is the journey with Christ that helps me to continue to carry on without caving in to giving up or going back into my previous strongholds and sinful nature, of course. In regards with me having the affair... I don't blame everything solely on just Matt or even Lucifer himself that had his hand in the affair. And of course, with his minions, you know, I do take responsibility for my part that I had actively chosen to take and partake in the affair And have since been working through making amends, not just with my husband, but with even accountability partners that I've basically lost their trust and have disappointed them, you know, especially for a couple of my accountability partners where they really looked up to me because I've been porn free for almost two years And for me to have suddenly succumbed to my sexual sin 
and having this um, emotional and physical affair with Matt, even though technically it was over a course of three days, it still made an impact on their trust and their perception of me, where they used to come to me all the time with whatever, and now that with them knowing that I'm still fighting my own sin, especially with my fleshy desires in regards with sexual sin, that's still trust I have to rebuild a friendship and connection that I need to make active efforts in so that they can come to me again and be a friend for them basically And believe me when I say that I have regrets in regards to the affair, especially in, you know, the possibility of losing my family just for the attention and affections of one man that declared that he loved and cared for me. You know, but it ended up being completely false due to just him wanting to use me for his own fleshy desires. You know, it's it's been quite a road these last several months for me personally. And it's kind of ironic that I even found another verse too in Second Timothy 3, 5 through 7. It states, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. And that was one thing about Matt. He appeared to be godly um, just because of certain things that he had shared that he believed in. And, you know, a couple of things that he had experienced with um, my husband and I. And even one comparison I did have between my husband and Matt um, which I also regret in falling into the comparison trap you know was that compared to my husband who does struggle with um, dyslexia and ADHD I would often see Matt actually read from his bible compared to my husband who would sometimes get a little bit fidgety or distracted by his phone and to me I think that I succumbed to the comparison trap of wishing my husband would read more from his bible and not be so easily distracted but that was on my part of trying to hold my husband to a higher standard when he is struggling with um, his learning, or not his learning, but learning capabilities. Being a special needs mom, I have to remember a lot of proper terms, especially when it comes to neurological and um, 
learning capabilities, but that's a subject for another time. The Second Timothy verse continues on from 6, where it says, For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. When I first read that, I was like, hold up, like, what did he mean by weak women burdened with sins? And luckily, my husband, um, over a year ago, he bought me this women's study Bible that is also um, ESV translation to help me further understand what it means. And the subject on women burdened with sins, it says, these women carry guilt from their past. Some seek self-cleansing. They are vulnerable to false teaching about self-denial. Others seek to justify their behavior. They are vulnerable to false teaching that says that sin is acceptable. And a part of me believes that wholeheartedly because, yes, I am trying to often evaluate my life prior to accepting Christ and trying to stay away from all that. And a lot of it, which I have admitted, um, is based in the roots of rejection, self-esteem, and abandonment. That when there was discord and dispute between my husband, and as soon as Matt started to more openly show more affection towards me, I, I grasped, or not grasped, but, you know, I jumped into that. So... You know, again, that part I have accepted responsibility in that and partaking with that. In the same verse, or not the same verse, but with Second Timothy, you know, from um, a part of verse eight through nine, it says, "Men corrupted in mind and disqualified." regarding the faith but they will not get very far for their folly will be plain to all as what that of those two men and that was in regards to um janice and jambris who had opposed moses i think at mount sinai i would have to look back in exodus and reclarify that for even my own understanding that is and personally, I agree to that as well because, again, when me and my husband would look back on certain things, you know, even after contacting pastors that knew both me, my husband, and Matt, you know, the, the whole affair came public um to all those that knew us and with the whole grooming part we even contacted other recovery churches that knew matt and with those leaders those pastors which i have come to fully respecting and um adoring them even more is that they have stated to my husband and I that in order to create 
a sanctuary in their church to protect anybody that could be potential victims to Matt or anybody else, basically, that Matt was no longer welcomed at their church. And it's unfortunate that it has come to that. But any time that, you know, someone has openly admitted that, you know, something has happened and truth comes out exposing wickedness that, you know, is of someone and their actions and their hidden desires, those who come to action to stand against and rebuke that wickedness are basically respectable people in my book. There is several more verses that really had been pinpointed by the Holy Spirit in regards with all this because yes, I have taken blame for in the beginning, I was taking the blame for all of it in regards to the affair. But then after the whole grooming part has come to light and have coming to realization over several weeks that, you know, what has happened has happened and where my true responsibility was in, you know, a part of me really felt not like just a nail stuck out of the fence post or however the terminology, analogy, idiom is properly said, but I just, I felt completely unworthy to even stand in the church that Matt had introduced me, my husband to, but have completely fallen in love with, have been come or have become under, you know, our head pastor's wing and, you know, their whole staff, the whole church itself, but just only when there is nothing else that can help with the healing journey with Jesus as he just patiently waits for you to finally succumb to him and just to touch his garments, to touch his feet and to literally say, I need your help, Lord God. Because after all that has happened, somehow you just look at me and wait for me to surrender, to submit, to succumb to your will and your healing and your journey with me or, you know, waiting for me to accept my journey with him. Can I see the light in the darkness of this emotionally, psychologically, spiritually painful hell that I've allowed myself to go into. And that scripture continues on in 2 Timothy, you know, chapter 3, where from verses 10, it states, You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, 
my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions, and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out of God, out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And that man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Sometimes I have to do a lot of comparisons with translations because I know there are different ways people trans or have translated it. And sometimes it's simple. Sometimes it's a little more dramatic. Sometimes it's too long. But for me, ESV, um, I think it stands for Easy Standard Version. Or English Standard Version, I believe. Um, helps me to com- comprehend scripture a lot more as I continue to dive further into, you know, my walk with the Lord. Because I don't know if a lot of you who are listening to this episode have come to realize quite yet, but even I have finally understood maybe a few months back or so, maybe a few weeks after the affair that when I was being put through the fire of discord and dispute with my husband and there was the bait of a counterfeit love of a false pretense version of a relationship that I thought I desired I left not the faith itself but I basically let go of Jesus' hands and ran face forward into the arms of something that God had not intended for me and I believe that is why only few Christ brethren 
can openly ad- and admit that if they were ever in an abusive relationship, especially as a Christian, walking with Christ or claiming to walk with Christ and being and trying to have a relationship with our Lord and Savior, they would be considered a abuser because how many times have we forsaken Christ for sin? A instant false gratification. A bait of the enemy to drive a further wedge between someone, man or woman, daughter or son of Christ. And when I realized that I am the abuser in the relationship with Jesus, I I can only just be further grateful that Jesus gives us grace and that our Heavenly Father is a very loving God. He will not forsake us, but it doesn't say that we don't forsake Him because sometimes we do. And I know there are a lot of Christians that say, it is our flesh, it was the devil. But we have to also understand that we have to take accountability. We have to be responsible for when we start allowing certain manipulations and hindrances of sin start to infect and cloud our minds that we become abusive to the Lord and fall into the strongholds of sin. And I say that passionately now because the affair not only psychologically physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, I I want to say it not entirely killed me because I'm still standing and my faith is growing back furthermore. But the affair itself has really done a number on me and my husband alone that only by the hand of God are we still in our marriage reconciling leaps and bounds now? But, you know, like the comparison trap, you can compare all you like about what you don't have, but until you realize what you do have, can you further appreciate it? Because in the next episode, I hope... I will have my husband on to share what happened spiritually in regards with the affair. Take care. Be safe. Ahuiho.